Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Get Your Teach On podcast. We are so excited that you are here and that we get to spend another week with you. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking all things really like engagement, student engagement, myths and busters type of conversation because... Obviously, that's something that is big for myself, for Wade, for, for a lot our, of teachers, for a lot of teachers, but for our platform. Yeah. And we always hear things such as, oh, engagement is just a bunch of fluff. We hear it from educators, mm-hmm. from the community. We see it on social media. And so we just wanted to address some of these things so that if you are an educator like us who has seen the power of student engagement, um, just some common, I guess, I don't want to say like clapbacks because we're not trying to clap back at people in our building, but just some support for why we know these methods to be extremely effective for our students and their social well-being, their academic growth, mm-hmm. and just progress overall in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, if if you're listening to this podcast, uh, more than likely you, you've already bought into this and you've seen the results and and we, we want to provide you support for that and not to, again, not, not to say that we want you to clap back at people, but we, we want you to, to feel validated and we want you to be able to be defensive and be able to combat all of those myths that engagement isn't exciting. And maybe not defensive isn't the right word. Yeah, defensive word. isn't the right word. But I mean, that. But how, here it is. That's it's how we about, feel sometimes though, when we when, when people come at us. And well, so duh. it's it's okay, I think, to feel that way. But yeah, I, I guess defensive <laughs> is not. feeling defensive is the wrong Wade word. Wade gets or an to instant jujitsu mode. I'm He's telling like, hold you. on, let me rip their head off right now. That's right. That's what it's, he but but no. But I but, <laughs> but is, we get it. And, me, and we want to have your back. And that's what this is this. about. Let me yeah, fi- let me fix it. your aggression. Okay. Yep, let me fix your aggression. It is so you can feel confident. In the fact that you are doing what you know works for your students, and there are honestly no apologies necessary. So you don't have to throat punch somebody when they go on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Like we said, guys, this this podcast. Oh no, no, I'm honestly, kidding. Truthfully, I don't sort even of. think we've ever edited an episode. If if I could, I'd no chase edit that. <laughs> no, that is great. Because we think it on the inside. <laughs> Everybody it's, it's in their not, car right like now is like, punch. exactly, can I throat like punch my coffee? Just karate chop them into in the jugular real quick. Oh, Lord. Uh, the next thing that we're going to see is hope and way to encourage violence. That's amazing. Okay, so anyways, engagement myths and how we can feel confident. Without... And, okay, here and, yeah. and how we can feel confident in being trailblazing educators. That's what I consider people who teach outside of the box. You are doing something that is outside the mold, outside of the tradition, outside of what's always been done. And anytime you trailblaze anything, you're going to get side eyes. You're going to get looks of confusion. You're going to get people who are bottom line committed to misunderstanding you because it is something that they don't understand. It's not even you that they don't understand. It's what you're doing that they don't understand. That's right. 
And so we just want to kind of chat through some of these things um, that we have learned and that we have really concluded in our experience of working with students and seeing, again, tremendous growth. And I tell people all the time, we are not one to sit and just really test scores, test scores, test scores. Um, But Wade and I have both seen tremendous academic success and growth with students in all types of learning environments. Oh, yeah. Um, But the bottom line for that is because if we're doing something it should be working. If it is not working and it is not causing academic growth and success, then we have to stop and question why we are doing it. Right. Because if it is not causing growth in our in our students, it is not worth doing, right? Now, obviously there's lots of different types of growth and yeah, we have to yeah, yeah, we have to balance that and we have to understand that from multiple perspectives. But at the end of the day, if it's not growing our kids, why are we doing it? Yeah, and it's it goes back to what what are your goals and what are your aspirations in, in, in doing what you do and what do your kids actually need and and tackling those and, and what does it look like to to be effective and to use these strategies or these outside of the box type of ideas inside of your classroom or outside of your classroom to, to, to make the students really want to learn and to be there and to be excited and, and to tackle all of the components that go into being a teacher and to a student and to being a, a great learner. So let's not be defensive. Let's be confident. <laughs> Are we good with that way? I guess. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, we're going to win him over by the end of the episode, you guys. All right, so let's start off with this. And actually, um, we are going to be having an upcoming episode called The Truths of Get Your Teach On. And Get Your Teach On is our platform, obviously. Um And we just want to really make sure that we are always transparent with our community of educators of who we are, what we do, how we build this platform, how we build our teams, what we bring to the table when it comes to serving educators, period. Never, I never have any shame in any of that. And so we're going to do a Truths of Get Your Teach on episode. This is honestly one of the biggest pieces though. So I feel like this is like a precursor. It really is. It's the foundation. It's the foundation for that. It's the foundation for that because, you know, we hear this on a macro level as you know the leaders of the get your teach on platform but no doubt as an educator i heard this more than yeah, more times hear, than you could ever count you, yeah, you, you hear the and same you guys thing. hear it yeah exactly, and you hear yeah. the same thing so to, who cares about the level that you hear this on these are things that we hear right so let's just dive into student engagement first of all one of the biggest arguments of student engagement is that student engagement um is a bunch of fluff right so with get your teach on a lot of times what we hear about our conferences and the style of teaching methods that we use is that that it's just a party it's just a party right well let me stop right there and address that number one it should be okay it I feel passionately and confidently that education should be a celebration. Why not? Like, why shouldn't it be something that we are celebrating, that we are excited about, that is put on this pedestal as something that is fun, that is exciting, that is motivating, that is passionate? What's the alternative to that in education, right? So, I never make apologies that my classroom or that get your teach on looks like a party. Now, first of all, that's probably because it's being judged based on very specific time frames, right? Because did my classroom always look like a party? Absolutely not. That'd be amazing, right? If it always looked like that. But the, the reality is, is that we know the things that we typically see from people are specific pieces of, you know, specific highlights in the classroom. So, yeah. Number one, um, my classroom does not always look like that. And get your teach on conferences certainly do not always look like that. But my question is, what, what what do people have against that? Are you saying that education shouldn't be exciting? 
Like, what is the argument against education looking exciting? Yeah, and I, I think it's um, I, for some people, I think it is that, but I think for the majority of people who who don't understand what's actually going on behind the scenes, they maybe think of excitement and engagement in a completely different way. And if Valid. they and if they don't see it. Um, if they don't see themselves and their instruction in the way that that, that maybe you teach or um, your 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 fellow teacher teaches inside of the same same school building or what Get Your Teach On does, then they think, oh, this isn't right or this isn't the way it should. But but that's furthest from the truth. That it, it, I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, I see you with your hand. I know because here's the thing: is that that's why they become defensive because they're not confident in right. the way that they're teaching. That that is true. And I think yep. that it makes a lot of people feel like they're not doing things the right way. And so they immediately feel like their methods are wrong and they become defensive versus being confident and in so what they they're doing. Yeah, or maybe and, they recognize, so that, yeah. sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm keep, just trying. Yeah, you're I'm really, good. Uh, just be nice to me over there. Yeah. Um, but also I think a lot of it is because if they're being honest with themselves, probably what they're doing, and I'm, this is not the case for everybody, but I'm not classifying everybody. Um, but perhaps for some of those people, let me rephrase that, what they're doing isn't working. And so they're feeling some type of way that what they're doing isn't effective. And that is also that guilt factor. Which, which, yeah, which isn't, like you, you just said, which isn't always the case because it could be effective. And um, they may think that their way is the right way. And it's just one of those things to where if if you're not doing what other people are doing, you, you may feel that guilt. But um, we just got to be open-minded with that. And, and to be able to bring people on board into what we do and how we teach and how we instruct and what we're truly doing behind the scenes. And I think it goes back to what you are talking about earlier. The intentionality behind what you do is is very, very important with the engagement factor. Yeah, so let's, let's dive into why for us we can be so confident in the fact that engagement is not fluff. And I could have this this battle all day long with people 100% and be totally confident in my argument. And that is because number one, what a lot of times people classify as engagement is a specific strategy, right? right? So a strategy such as using music in the classroom to engage, doing my favorite, no secret to anybody, room transformations, using hands-on lessons, using conversations, using debate, using a small group, using, like, let, the list is endless, right? Using right. technology to enhance. Like the list is, is endless as far as strategy. So I think a lot of times what people see is the strategy. And that's what they're seeing on the outside, right? And so it's easy to look at a lot of times those types of strategy and say, oh, that's fluff. Here's what they're missing. They're missing the fact that it's not just a strategy. It is a strategy that has intentionality of, of really being attached to, number one, a goal that we are striving for in our classroom, but getting our students connected to that content and to that goal. Because strategy without intentionality, 100% is fluff. Let me give you this example. Let's say that I'm a teacher and I'm like, oh crap, like my class is not going well. My kids don't enjoy coming to school. I, I've got to transform this. And we feel right. like transformation happens overnight, right? So we see in the, in the day and age of social media, of Pinterest, of Teachers Pay Teachers, of a lot of different options, a lot of different resources, we're like, let me just go and scroll and find something. And let's say I land on, um, I don't know, let, uh, somebody 
I used to do a lesson and I, I saw it on Instagram of um, an edible cell, right? So you, yeah. may, you create an edible cell. Mm -hmm. And let's say that, okay, I'm teaching cells, so th that, that's what I'm gonna do, right? I'm gonna do that to make learning fun for my kids. Okay, but why? Why, why is it just to make learning exciting and fun for kids? Because if we're just choosing a strategy without stopping to think about the intention behind that strategy and how we are using that as a method to connect, and we're just saying, oh, I saw this and this looks cool, so I'm gonna do it too, then yeah, I can see the argument that's fluff. I can see the argument that music and room transformations and hands-on lessons and whatever the strategies that are deemed as fluff are, if they are just simply being grasped like straws to make learning fun, yeah. right? That That is not our only goal as an educator. That cannot be our only intention to make learning fun. Because if that is our only intention, then yeah, we're gonna have a lot of scenarios that lead to very limited academic growth within our kids. So what my argument is, is that strategy Whatever type of strategy, and this is why any strategy out there, I can, I can never understand the argument that, well, that doesn't work. Well, that, but for you maybe, right? Because my argument is that strategy that is connected with intentionality to a goal, to connection, that's engagement. Because we have a purpose for that strategy to be used. And then obviously we are going to assess that movement to make sure that that strategy is also effective. So, there is the intentionality behind the strategy that is tied to a goal that we are then going to measure with movement. If you have that connected to your strategy, who can argue that it's fluff? Because number one, you have intentionality. Number two, you have a specific goal. And number three, you are measuring growth and movement. And if your kids are doing that, you cannot say it's fluff. You cannot yeah. say that the, the strategy is fluff. Yeah, because you, you, you see it working and you see it happening. And um, I mean, just going back to that cell um, example that you used and the intentionality, but behind that what, what would be that you're trying to teach the parts of a cell and, and how do they work and how do they move. But research shows like being hands-on, being creative, and we know this as well, just even from traditional teaching, just even dealing with, with science and with projects and with experiments, right? Hands-on is more effective than watching a video or looking at a picture or something in a book, right? And so it's not that um, this engagement factor is completely out of the box type thinking, super elaborate. It's things that we've always done. They just look a little bit different through the specific lens of the educator and the needs of the student. Well, because if somebody says, oh, well, I have a strategy for teaching this and I say, okay, well, you know, I have a conversation with that person and say, well, why? And they say, because that's how I've always done it. Then to me, that's fluff. Yeah, I do 100%. That's, that's fluff. That's because, yeah. and I have that same argument. Mark now, is missed. if that's what they've always done because it, it is intentionally connected to a goal to show movement and right. to show progress, then that Great. is what we're looking for, Wonderful. right? But if we're just saying, oh, because I've always done it that way, or even if it's not something they, they verbalize, but that's what the conclusion becomes, then to me, that is fluff, right? right. And so I think that, you know, in education, it, it just is always going to be baffling to me that as educators, we question other practitioners' practices because you are questioning something, unless you are sitting throughout the entirety of that lesson, 
it is almost how dare you question something. Yeah. And it's not even so much questioning, okay? Because I don't mind people questioning. It becomes when you're questioning with the intent to, to prove that it, it it's not effective, right? Unless you have sat through that entire lesson, if you are just making a judgment based on a snippet or a clip or something that you saw in the hallway as decor or you pass by that room and you saw the teacher in a costume, it's almost to me like, how dare you? Because you don't know the entirety of the purpose of that strategy. Yeah, let's right? and, and let's let's put the shoe on the other foot too. Let's let, let's say you are that teacher who does like to think outside of the box and and you do like hands-on lessons or, or whatnot. And um, you're, you're listening to this and you 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 believe in what we do and our philosophy of education. It's not our job to judge others who don't do that on the other end, especially again. If it works, that's right. if it works for them at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. And so we, we obviously we don't want to feel judged, but we don't want to pass judgment on to it's not your job to do that. And so just because you're doing something that is in your mind engaging and in your mind or not in your mind, but is effective just because the teacher next door isn't doing it your way doesn't mean it's mm -hmm. not effective. And mm -hmm. so we have to check ourselves as well as being those educators who are always pu pushing ourselves, who's to say that the, the teacher next door is not, right? Right. And I think that, you know, that's one of those things that is very much outside of our control is other educators and how they are choosing. And so if we're expending energy in that, then we're missing out an opportunity that we could be investing that energy into things for our own practices, right? right? Yep. And so engagement does not just look one way. Engagement is about strategy, right? And these best practices that we have all learned as educators, but a best practice without the intentionality behind it to be connected to a goal, to, to be able to then assess movement, any strategy can be identified as fluff. It doesn't just have to be these, these newer strategies. I don't even call them newer because I'm like, music has been literally been in the classrooms. Forever. Like, but I'll, I'll say, forever. I'll say I've, I have used songs before in the past that were not effective and I'm like that isn't necessary fluff but that also goes back to engagement and pushing yourself and and the the if, if you're not trying to be different you're not trying to make a difference and so making those mistakes you learn from those mistakes obviously but you check yourself to say oh that wasn't effective so I may not want to do that again if you do it again then it definitely is fluff because you're just out there doing music yeah so you know I mean I feel like anybody that's listening to this this podcast and even taking the time to do that obviously has all of this you know in their mindset and understanding these things but just really I encourage you to always you know for those of us who are trying to find new ways of teaching new ways of reaching kids new ways of of delivering this content that we are always we always take a step back and we say okay where is the intentionality with this strategy yep. how was it tied to a measurable goal Goal, and then how am I making sure that I'm moving students? Because that's ultimately what administration wants to see. I always, when teachers are coming to me going, but my administration is questioning me. And I'm like, but what data are you able to give them to show that your methods work? You can't just use strategies for the sake of using strategies. We're using strategies because we can identify them as best practices. Why? Because they work. We're moving you, students. You have to explain that. I mean, it, it goes into everything that we do. You, you have to prove what you do works. You have to prove who you are. That's just the nature of the game. And then you can start breaking down those walls, especially if people are skeptical, of, skeptic, I, I can't, skeptical. there you go, of, <laughs> of what you're doing, right? Yeah. You, you have to break down those barriers first 
to be able to truly show what you're doing works. Well, and that is why, you know, when we were developing the Get Your Teacher On National Conference this summer, the foundation for all of our content, one of the biggest things yeah. that we are doing is progress monitoring. Yep. And um, Chris Mambanyu is actually going to be leading those sessions. And I, I don't know anybody that does it better than I mean, Chris is an incredibly gifted educator that knows how to move students. He's highly engaging. But let me tell you something, progress and movement he has it nailed. And, um, but the reason that we chose. And that doesn't sound exciting. And do what? And that doesn't sound exciting. What doesn't? Just progress, progress. monitoring. Right. I mean, but the reason that we selected it as the foundation for our conference this summer is because there are also a lot of, a lot of other sessions that we have. A lot of buzzes in education. And I call them buzzes, but these are programs, initiatives that teachers need support for, right? Because they are going to be pushes in a lot of schools, in a lot of districts. Things like science of reading, things like foundational math, all of these concepts, right? But at the end of the day, if we cannot monitor that progress and know that it's working, then we're just implementing another program, right? So to me, then in my mind, that program is fluff because it's not causing movement. And so that's one of the biggest pieces of the foundation of this, this summer's programming and leading into next year is progress monitoring because regardless of how much research is backed in a program, okay, if it is not moving my students the way that it needs to be moving, what value does that research have with my kids? Right. With my class. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, research backed and research based definitely has its perfect purpose, definitely has its space. But just because it's research doesn't mean it applies to every kid. And so and that doesn't mean that it doesn't. Right. But that's why pro progress monitoring is going to be so essential in, again, really attaching strategies to a goal a measurable goal, and then being able to see movement within our students. That's exactly. how we know what we're doing is yep. working. And that's a big piece of student engagement. All right, you guys. So we are actually going to stop this episode right there. As you can tell, Wade and I are extremely passionate about this content. And so what we've decided to do is split this episode into two parts. So that way you're really able to digest the content. Think about it before we dive into um, those second two components, the personal connection and the um, mental, social, emotional well-being connection of student engagement. So we are going to put a pause on it for right now. And we will continue this talk about engagement being fluff versus intentional connection next week. See you then, everybody.